0: Friends, welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks' podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In each episode, I coach a listener through a tough question about mental health, personal growth, family relationships, or faith journeys. My goal is to help you think, feel, or do something differently to improve your life because you listen to this podcast. I want you to step into your power and create a life you love. Let's get started. I am so excited today to welcome Jennifer Hanks, no relation. (laughs) Um, And she's at Coco's Caravan on Instagram, and she's amazing. We got to know each other uh, at a retreat last month. So, welcome to the podcast, Jennifer.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And it was so fun getting to know
0: you at the retreat. Like, it's just like, it was so fun to get to know you. I love that. So, do you have a question for me today?
1: Yeah, I do. So I'm like, should I first share my backstory or start yeah. out with some? Yeah. Well, so um, why don't you ask
0: the question? Why don't you ask okay. the question? And then like, you can tell the backstory that after that.
1: Okay. I feel like the thing that I struggle with the most post grief and losing my husband, um, I have a hard time with acceptance okay. and living in the now. I feel like I'm always split in between grieving the past Mm. and like what we had and grieving the future and what we could have had. Mm. So like a lot of the times I'm like, if he was here, he would be doing this with me. We could be doing this. Yeah. And then like missing what we had in the past. Mm. And it's just been really hard for me to like, accept like, this is where I'm at. I have no control of where I am how I got here
0: Mm -hmm. but this
1: is it and like living in the now has been really hard
0: oh yeah that's a great question and let's let's talk a little bit more about your story so listeners get a feel for how you got here
1: yeah so my husband and I grew up together we were friends since we were like kids and um best friends in college, he kind of always had a crush on me. And I always like, took forever to get it together. And finally, we became like, got it on the same page. Um, We got married in um, May. And in early August, we found out that he had a tumor in his chest, which Mm -hmm. was it's they said it was like a form of testicular cancer, kind of along the similar types of cancer that so he had to take chemo that a oh. like patient with testicular cancer would have mm-hmm. taken. So he just first started just complaining about chest pain a lot and you just kind of mark it off like, Oh, you're young. You just lifted too much. Yeah. Strain a um, muscle. Yeah. Like you just never thought. And I just remember you, you know, you always have those thoughts. Like, I mean, we're both so young sitting in the doctor's office and she's telling us this and we're just like, no, No, like we just got married. You hear those stories happening, but you're, you never think that it will happen to you. So our honeymoon phase got cut short and we moved back home because we're both from Colorado Mm -hmm. and my parents live by um, the hospital in Denver. So we just moved back home, moved in with my parents and started chemo right away. Mm. And that was kind of our life. Our first year of marriage was living with my parents, going to chemo every two weeks. And like, everything was really positive. Like his numbers were looking good. It just Mm. was really hard. Right. Yeah. In so he like six months later, his tumor, his chemo was working. They did a huge surgery to remove his tumor and he was cancer free. And so in January, 2014, we moved back to Utah. He started going to school. I started working. Like we were, felt like we had this like, like here we go chance at life again. We <laughs> yeah. were yeah, like, yeah. we almost had this horrible thing happen. Mm. And then here we are, like, just hit the ground running. Just yeah. like so excited for life. We traveled so much. We were just mm. like so excited, right? Like cancer free. Yeah. So it was almost, he, he would get routine scans yeah. every three months, which always came with, uh, you know, anxiety. Mm. I have struggled with anxiety since I was a kid. So when the cancer journey hit my life, my anxiety went from, you know, it just went through the roof and the, just the unknowns. So every time he would get a scan, it was always like, High anxiety, what is it going to be? Yeah, and I bet he, it was kind of like that. And we almost were at that year mark of him being cancer free, even starting about we were even talking about starting a family. Mm. Um, when one of his routine scans came back with an like unknown tumor in his chest, so at the time they didn't know what it was, he went into surgery, and not only was the cancer back, but it was a completely rare. No one even knew what it was. The doctor had never seen it before. And Mm. that was like, probably one of the hardest days of my life because I had to go in and tell him that his cancer was back. And I've done a lot (laughs) of hard things and I've had to be strong for a lot of things But that was probably on the top of the strongest I've ever had to be because Mm. having to tell him that he'd have to start all that again was so hard. Um,
0: I can't even imagine just like the worst, the worst news, right. When you're, yeah, you're like hopeful and getting into your life.
1: Yeah. So then we felt like cancer, you know, everything was halted and it was really hard because all our friends like all our good friend, couple friends that we were best friends with, like everyone was moving on. Like everyone was having to have their first babies. And some of Mm. them were even having their seconds. And like, we're just, you know, starting that life, buying homes. And here we are just like still again, halted and just, it was really hard. Mm. And so we put life on hold again, you know, starting a family was kind of put on hold and, just put everything into his cancer again and trying to beat it. And we could never find anything that shrunk the tumor. We could only find he, he was basically like a lab rat. Like they would try a chemo mm. drug and then they would do a scan and then that would let us know if it worked or not. And if it didn't, then we'd have to try something else. And it was mm. kind of like that for a while. Um we finally found an outpatient chemo so that he could go in like for a couple hours every two weeks Mm. and that kept the tumor from growing and he did that for a year or two and we kind of like just lived life and then every couple weeks he would go in and get chemo and we would be like oh yeah you have to like go get chemo just that's kind of how our life was for a while Mm. I was teaching fourth grade at the time Mm -hmm. and he was going to work in school and we just kind of were like, kind of living as normal as we could. And that's when we were like, we want to start a family so badly. Like I'm so sick of cancer determining what we do and holding us back. So, you know, we made the hard decision to try to start a family. And that's when I started doing IVF and I did one round and it didn't work. And then I did a second round And that worked. I put one embryo in and it split. So when we went to go to our first ultrasound, (laughs) the lady was like, how many, how many did you put in? And I was like, why is she asking me that? Like, (laughs) yeah. Like
0: how many are in (laughs) there?
1: Right. Yeah. So that was like a big shock. I was not expecting, but now it's turned out to be the biggest blessing because I have twin boys and they have a sibling. I just feel like our Mm. little family is so complete and I feel content with that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I was seven months pregnant that my husband started getting really, really sick. And he was in the hospital for Mm. a month and it just started getting worse. And yeah, so I just really, like I was super faithful and really like thinking he would live and I think I was too much on the side of like hopeful that I never was realistic, which has left me with a lot of regret. Like we could have done this. We could have written letters. He could have, because I was just too much on like one side of he's going to live. It's going to be okay. Like he, you know, and we knew he was sick and we knew he had cancer, but still his death was very, like sudden and like mm-hmm. very traumatic, like was yeah. not expecting, even mm. though he was really sick. I just was, um, something shifted where it was like, he's going to live. He's going to live too. Is he going to make it to the twins birth? Mm. Like, let's just get him to the birth. And he made it to the birth, which was amazing. And he was able wow. to spend time with us for a couple months before he passed away. So he did get to meet them, which Mm. I'm so grateful that my boys have, you know, we'll be able to have some pictures with him. And yeah. Oh, so so sweet. And so sad. So sad. It's a lot of
0: emotion. So you're a new mom, a new mom of twins dealing with grief. I mean, yes. Loss of your sweetheart. I mean, oh my gosh. And how yeah. long ago was this, Jennifer? This was five years ago. So I mean that's not and that long.
1: <laughs> it's not-, not, and I I don't know for some reason, I don't know why, but this year has been so hard. I don't mm. I've cried more this year. And I was talking to someone and they were like, Oh, maybe you should try to post like a little more like positive things, you know, give people hope, you know. And I'm like, I'm just posting what I'm feeling. Yeah. And the true real raw emotions of where I'm at five years out. And I'm I feel like it's been the hardest this year. I don't know wow. why. I don't know. But wow. Yeah. It never goes away.
0: I wonder if five years, I mean that's a that's a marker. Right? That's like yeah. a significant marker. Your your twins are four or five, right? Yeah. And it's like, you're now, you've moved on. You've not not moved on from the grief, but like your life is moving forward. Yeah. Your kids are growing. And I just think that would be a reminder all the time. Just yeah. like, oh, I'm here by my,
1: like, I'm here by myself yes. and I'm still here by myself. And <laughs> I've noticed they ask more about him now. So the older they get, they're asking Mm, that they're, they're recognizing that like other families look different than ours. The more Mm. we're out when we're hanging out with friends. I think that makes sense. Part of it as Mm -hmm. well. And, and, oh, it just, do they remind you every time of him? Totally. They look just like him. Everyone's (laughs) like, they got his blue eyes, which I was like, yes. So I love that.
0: Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense that if they're asking more questions and they're more aware of like our family looks different, our dad's not here, that that would bring up another wave. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, uh, I just can't imagine my heart. Yeah, I know. So you're back to your question. You were mentioning that you feel like you you kind of live in the past or the future yes. and not really, is it not accepting or is it just, it's hard to stay in the present?
1: It's hard to be happy okay. in the present. Like, I yeah. don't feel like I can like I'm struggling to just, just to be like, I'm happy in moments. Mm-hmm. Like my kids make me happy and we go do lots of fun things. And I'm trying so hard to give them some type of like normalcy to how our life has turned out. So I find myself going out and we're doing fun things, yeah. but like, there's always that like cloud. Just Mm -hmm. like hovering over me, reminding me that it could have been like, he, I I don't know. I wonder, like the more that we're out and the more that getting older, the more I'm like, oh, if he were here, Mm -hmm. this is what it would look like. We're, oh, we're here doing this or we're going to his family's house for Mm -hmm. Halloween and trick-or-treat, like we went trick-or-treating with his parents. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. just if he was here right now, like, yeah you know, it's so hard. I don't know. Yeah. Present. I, I wonder if
0: that is you being present is like honoring the fact like we're doing this and he's not here. And that's, that's your experience in the moment. Like, what if that's, what if there's nothing wrong with that?
1: yeah that's a good thought. I think it's so hard because I'm constantly reminded, especially I don't know. I feel like I live in a very family oriented area. yeah, so I feel like the reminder of like this is what a family looks like mm. too. yeah, and I just have a different family and yeah accepting that different is okay right and maybe
0: it's not like just okay like maybe it's just yours it's like this is your family it is it's your reality as sad as it is sometimes this is your family at this point like those are the facts your husband's not here and and what if that's like, like, okay, but not just, okay. It's like, what if that's beautiful?
1: Yeah. I think like most of the time I'm so happy with it. Yeah. But I let what the world has like I let the outside world sometimes make me feel like it's not okay Mm. when I do feel like I'm very happy Yeah, with us, the three of us. Right. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Like
1: I need to like cut off this like out, like outside noise of what life is supposed to be. Like we're, Mm. you know, I, I grew up in a very religious, you know, and, you know, we were just, you know, this is the steps, right? You like get married, you like, you know, and it's not even religion. It's just like normal life. Like this is how it is. Like you saw your parents do it and everyone Mm -hmm. around you do it. Like this is life. You get married, you have kids, you have your family. And that's like, so, and that's what I always thought I was going to have. Right. So now I've had to like, learn that like, it's okay. I don't know. Yeah. When you've thought about something being a certain way your whole life, and now it's different. It is a lot to like, think about. And I don't yeah, know. If that makes yeah.
0: Sense. Well, it reminds you of, of your loss. I'm sure it's like, I could have had that. I did have that at one point, but I don't have it now. And, and then I think there's, and there's something wrong with that instead of like, it's okay. Yes. Right. Okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Byron Katie is an author and she says this, when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time.
1: (laughs) Okay. You have to repeat that again. Okay.
0: So when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. So I'm saying that because it's like, yeah like your belief, like it should be different. The reality is your family is who your family is. You can argue with that. You can think it should be different. You can, but you're going to lose because it's going to be what it is, right? Yeah, I love that. It's like, you can argue it should be different, but it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't do any good, right? No, no. And I just think that's such a brilliant... Like only I'd 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think what you're describing too is just part of grief, Jennifer. Yeah. It's just recognizing the love that you had and the relationship that you had and that he's no longer with you in in the physical world, you know? I mean, that's yeah. like you get to have whatever feelings.
1: Yeah. I've come to like a really peaceful place about like accepting that what we had was amazing. And Mm -hmm. I understand that like some people may go through their whole life and never experience the type of love that I was able to experience and like appreciating that I did have that. Mm. And I was able to experience it, even though it was for a short period of time. Yeah, So I have come to like a good place about that as Mm,
0: well that's beautiful that's beautiful
1: yeah
0: but that should like my family should look different or I I should be on this other plan and I think that that's the piece that I think you could let go of or work toward that there are no shoulds like this family looks different than that family looks different and this is my family and we you know And and that's that acceptance you were talking about? Yeah. And I think that acceptance isn't going to take pain away. I think it'll just help you find more peace with reality, your reality now.
1: Yeah. So I don't know, like, what are some like active steps that I could do to feel that more Mm -hmm. and to remind myself about that?
0: So you could do positive affirmations. My family is perfect just the way we are. You can write down those kind of, those beliefs. Like this is, I love that. My family is perfect. Yeah. It's, and, that. and we miss him. My family, you know, it's like it, yes. those can exist. Can. Yes. I love that. Yeah. My family is yeah beautiful. My family is complete. My family, whatever feels good to you, I would write those down, put them on a sticky note on your mirror or your computer and just remind, like practice retraining your brain instead of thinking like, yes, this is wrong. This is something yes. we're not okay to like, this is my reality and it's beautiful. Yes.
1: Yes. I love this. I love this too. I feel like it's, this is really good for me to hear, mm-hmm. but I feel like the people in my life also kind of need to hear too. Cause sometimes I feel mm. that I feel that they, that like, they think all my pain will be um erased if like i you know ha- get remarried or mm. have a new partner in my life and then they wouldn't have to like worry about me anymore mm. or think that that's going to solve some of my problems as well and i think like if just accepting that like if i'm okay here then they should know that i'm okay as well mm. i think i don't know if that makes sense like
0: like you can send them a message i'm okay Like they don't have, they don't have to worry about you right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like, I'm okay with this being my family. Like I don't need this or that Mm -hmm. to then be okay that I'm trying to be okay with where I'm at Mm -hmm. now as a single mom and with my kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think people will take your lead with that. Like as you kind of are accepting your reality. But this yeah. is your family. It may be different in the future. Yeah. It may, but for now, this is, yes, this is your family and your family's yes. beautiful. And I'm thinking of another Byron Katie quote. Okay, for some reason, she's like, you got to get her book. She's amazing, but there is nothing wrong here. I love that. Isn't that great? I, I love that. I, I use these quotes myself all the time because you know, when, when there's family conflict or it's like, there's nothing wrong here. Like I'm where I need to be. My family is where we need to be. So I just think it's so simple, but it's like such a different perspective than like, you know, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't, this shouldn't be my reality. I should be different. I should feel different. I, that like, there's nothing wrong here. I love that so much. I need to write that. So that can be, yeah, that can be on your little mind. <laughs> There's nothing wrong here. Yeah. And you
1: can still have like...
0: the, the sadness sometime and you can still, yes. and it doesn't mean something's wrong. Yes.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I feel like, I don't know who decided this is what the, this is what it's supposed to look like. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the family, like somewhere in life, someone yeah. decided that this is what it's supposed to be like. And I am, and, and I feel like this is so good to be like, no, it can be whatever we want it to be.
0: Right. It's it's kind of like, there's this ideal and anything less than that is like less than that, right? Like anything that's different than that is less than that. That's what I mean. Yes. So if it's not this, then somehow it's underneath it or- Sub. And that's why I love those quotes. Like, no, there's nothing wrong here. This is, we're, we're like right up there with all the other families. Like, what, what's the, what's the problem? You know, I
1: love that so much. Oh
0: my gosh. I'm going to remember that. There is nothing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong here. There's nothing wrong with your family.
1: Yeah. I love that.
0: Oh, I bet you just adore those twins. Like,
1: they're so fun. Oh my
0: gosh. They're getting
1: so funny, the older they get and they're yeah. just like spunky. I, I am so grateful that they have like have a sibling mm-hmm. and they have each other. Yeah. Like I feel super content and I feel like that helps me feel even more content that this can be like our little family. So yeah. Yeah. yeah they're so funny. Oh, that single, single mom life. Yeah it's really hard. Oh, especially a widow. I feel like a widow, single Mm -hmm. mom. I'm not, I'm not like sharing time with a partner, you know, I'm right. It's all
0: you. It's all you. Yeah. That must be so
1: tiring. It is. And uh, yeah, I just feel like the weight of all the responsibilities, you know, the, the pressure and this and that just like trying to, it's been really hard for me lately. I've been trying mm-hmm. to manage. I just feel like everything I'm doing is like at, you know, 20%, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm giving 20% here and t- like, I am i can't give a hundred percent everywhere. And I I don't know if it's like my OCD brain. <laughs> no one can. No so one does. It... Yeah.
0: No one does. So here we're going for the mantras.
1: Am I putting myself no. that pressure on myself? Like, no, we do I that. Doing?
0: to We do that to women. We do that to moms. We put all this pressure. My so I'm a recovering perfectionist. And one of my mantras is go for good enough. Is it good enough? Yeah. It's good I enough.
1: Love that. <laughs> it's like, I there is no perfect.
0: That. There's no 100%. There's no, it's like, is it, is it good enough? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Move, moving on. Okay. Move and on. no one's going to get your best all the time. I mean, you'll have brilliant moments with your kids and you'll have moments where you're like, I suck. And <laughs> <laughs> and that's just reality, right? You'll, yeah, you're you're going to shine sometimes and you're going to be really sad and down or angry or whatever other times. And like, what if that's just,
1: that's just part of it? Yeah, I love that. Okay. I need to like chill. Not Go for good so enough. Hard on myself.
0: Yeah. I love that. And you, you can't be. Everything to them. Like, you are who you are. You have the gifts you have. Give those gifts to your boys and then surround them with other people that adore them and love them and can give them the things that, you know, their gifts.
1: Yeah. Right. I sometimes, okay, this is, I'm thinking about something. Yeah. I sometimes get a little sad thinking like, if my husband were here, would they be different? Like, would they be rock climbing already? Cause he loved rock climbing Mm -hmm. and they're like nervous to ride bikes. Oh, if he were here, they would probably be riding bikes. Would they be better at this? Like, how will they know? I sometimes worry. I'm like, how will they know how to treat a woman? Like my husband was so sweet with me. And like, they're never going to see like how, like, he would have treated me, and like, isn't that yeah. good for them to know? I I get nervous with the stats sometimes when I hear like, kids raising up in a single parent household. That makes me nervous a little bit. Like, I don't know. I'm like, are they going to be okay? I don't know. But I think so. About that
0: so you and... asked two two things. Okay. Would, would would things be different if your husband were here? Yeah for your boys? The answer is absolutely yes. Of course. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's bad how it is. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with how it is. Yeah. It would be different because he would have a different kind of influence on them if he were here. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. So that was, that was the first question. Like, would things be different? And then like, Will they be okay in a single parent family? So you tell me, are they doing okay? They
1: they seem to be doing okay. Okay, well that's all we can look at, right? Super sweet boys, and yeah, and like they have a great life. Like we just went to Disney World a couple weeks ago, (laughs) so I'm like, yeah, they're happy. Yeah. So am I the? (laughs) Am I putting this on?
0: so far it seems like they're doing really well and if it, yeah. if you come to a point where you feel like oh you know what they're struggling or they're then you get them a good therapist okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like there are people who can help you <laughs> can you tell I deal with anxiety i'm thinking about things that aren't even a problem yet <laughs> right
0: right so here here's the thing you can find research to support whatever you want. But when you look at everything, pretty much kids all turn out about the same, whether they have two parents or one parent or gay parents or straight parents or strict parents or lenient parents, or really like, yeah, if you look at it, it's pretty much the same. So like what matters, what matters is do your kids know they're loved? By someone. Yeah. Yeah, they do.
1: Right. It's obvious. A hundred percent. Right. Yes.
0: And probably more than just one person, probably this huge group of people that, that love them. Yeah. And do you let them express themselves? Like, can they talk about what they think and feel and dream and like, do they share what they're excited about? Okay.
1: Yes. You're doing great. Okay. I'm like, these are things that I think about sometimes and worry about.
0: Of course, because you don't fit the mold. This
1: makes me feel good because, yes,
0: you don't fit the mold and your family doesn't fit the mold and you don't want your kids to suffer because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? They're going to suffer because of something, because we all do. So that's true. Like, it may be a pain at some point for them. Like, oh, I. I I didn't grow up with a dad. And they may have a lot of feelings about that. And then you deal with those feelings when they express them and come up. But okay. they're not coming up right now. And I they know this. they're loved. And they are like being age-appropriate five-year-old boys and doing fun things. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. So... You could worry about things that may never happen, but it actually takes you away from enjoying them right now.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, anxiety. I hate it so much. Yeah. It's about, it's about the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what
0: can really help with that is when you have those thoughts thank the thought, oh, I'm worried about, are my boys going to be okay? Thank you, brain, for trying to protect me and my boys. And then let it go through your mind. And then you get back to whatever you're doing right now. Just thank it. Because anxiety is trying to protect you from harm. It's like your brain is trying to protect you and your family from harm. And you've been through a huge trauma. And so, of course, your brain's going to be like, Oh, I got to protect yes. you. So just thank it for wanting to protect you. I love that. When you're like spiraling my boy, are they going to be okay? Are they going to feel like they're less than, are they going to thank you brain for being concerned? I've got this and just, you can let it go out, you know, like a, yes. think about like, it's just on a, a leaf on the river and it's just floating down and it just floats away. You don't have to I get rid that. of it. You don't have to like, yeah. hate it or resist it, but just thank it
1: and then move on. I love that. I'm going to have to listen to this podcast again <laughs> and write all, my, <laughs> write all my notes and the quotes and well, we're recording, so, so it'll be available yeah. for you to yeah. uh, refer to, right? <laughs> yes. So has this been helpful at all? So helpful. Oh, oh my good. gosh. Yes. Good. I was thinking, you know, things that I wanted to talk about yeah. before. So these things have been heavy on my mind as of recent. So this has been good.
0: And self compassion. Are you familiar with that term, self compassion?
1: Well, I get the gist of what it means from what you're <laughs> like. I've heard the term before. But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's
0: basically treating yourself like in your mind and in your behavior, how you would treat someone else that you love and adore. I love that. And so when you are struggling, you can treat yourself with love and compassion. And because so often we beat our, it's like, we're struggling then we beat ourselves up for struggling. Like I shouldn't be feeling this. So yeah. self-compassion is like, My favorite phrase for self-compassion is, of course. Of course the holidays are hard, Jennifer. Of course, like, of course you're worried about this. Of course, (laughs) like that to me just feels like, and so be compassionate. Like if you had a friend who was in your situation, what would you say to
1: them? Yeah, Uh, yes, I would be so patient. Right. And listen and say all the same thing. Yeah.
0: You wouldn't be like, you should be over this now. Yeah. Stop worrying about the future and, and your no. family's fine. Yes. Stop worrying. you know, you'd be like, of- yes, yeah, of course yes. you worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can right? practice that, that when you go through these hard emotions or when your, your mind is trying to protect you going way into the future, just, it's like you can act with compassion toward yourself. Cause what you've been through yeah, is, I love that. is really hard and you're yeah. still here and you're, you're showing up yes. for your boys and yeah, I mean, it's not what you thought and it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. I love that. It's not what you thought, but it's beautiful. I love that.
0: Yeah, it's not the life you planned, right? No. And it's no. beautiful. I love that. I've loved our conversation. Thank you so much for taking the Thank time you. to talk I today. I feel so
1: lucky to <laughs> have been able to talk to you. And oh, this has been amazing. I'm just
0: so touched hearing your story and I can feel how much you love your boys. And they're just so lucky to have you. Thank you. And I'm just, I'm cheering you on. I'm cheering you on. I can do it. You, Yeah. You've got this. So let's kind of go through the mantras, right? My family is beautiful. My family is perfect. Yes. Right? There is nothing wrong here.
1: There's nothing wrong here. I want to be writing this down right now.
0: The other one is when you argue with reality, you lose. So Uh, like dealing with the facts, right? When I said, are your boys struggling? No. Okay, well, yeah. I'm not going to argue with reality. They're not struggling. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Leave it alone. Yes. Yeah. I know. And And I know that like, that's the anxiousness inside of me. Yeah. I'm aware of it. Yeah. At least. That's okay. And just act with compassion toward that. Like, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My my brain tries to protect me all the time. And I'm really grateful for that. And sometimes it's like overboard. And so. We kind of let those thoughts go through and out the other side. Yeah. And there's no way you should be. Like you get to grieve. Five years can be harder than four years and that's okay. Yeah. And these holidays can be harder than before and that's okay. And you just acknowledge it, process it talk about it, move through it. Feelings yeah. become a problem when you when you stop feeling them and processing them because it's energy in motion. So the emotions are energy in motion. So they help us, like they need to go through us and they're there to help us act and do something different. I love that. So if you get really sad this holiday season, you can go, oh, you know what, let's do something to remember your dad to the boys, you know, like, let's do something special or use that to kind of go, okay, this is, this is going to help me do something.
1: Yes. I love that idea. That would be really helpful because the holidays can be so hard.
0: Oh my gosh they can be the absolute worst time of year for so many people who are dealing with grief, absolute worst. So like, you're not abnormal. This is normal to have it be harder. Yeah. Yeah. For all the reasons, you know,
1: it's like the reminders. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the families, which is why I love that it comes back to what we were talking about. Like, My family is okay with where we're at. family's complete. We are, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jennifer, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. It's just been delightful.
1: Thank you. That was so great. Thank you for having me.
0: Are you enjoying this podcast? Let me offer you more support and the chance to connect with other like-minded women with a Latter-day Saint background. Join my group coaching. You will be seen, heard, and you'll find a welcoming group of women. And you'll get coaching from me around topics that matter most to you. To join my group coaching, go to drjuliehanks.com membership today and use the code podcast to get your first month free. Come try it out. Let's support each other and grow together. You are not alone. We're waiting for you.